Hi, my name is Christy Lee, a DJ for WJTL Radio. Welcome back to the Praise and Worship Podcast. My very special guest this time around is Chris Renzema. He's a singer-songwriter on Centricity Music. His song Springtime was super encouraging at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, as was his album Let the Ground Rest. And now here in 2021, he put out the B-sides, and this EP includes a brand new song called Tear My House Down. He shares about that song and a whole bunch of others coming up in this conversation. He also shared what he's gotten out of his own music after it released, surprisingly coming back to be meaningful to him and the thing that makes him feel like he's having a good gig. Take a listen. Here we go. Chris Renzema on the Praise and Worship podcast. Hi, my name is Christy Lee. I am a DJ for WJTL Radio in central Pennsylvania, where we have just received about a foot of snow, give or take, depending on where you are. Uh, I was so excited when I heard I was going to be chatting with Chris Renzema on Groundhog Day, but then to have it with a not just a blanket of snow, like a, a thick mattress of snow, it just made it all the more perfect. So hello to you, Chris. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So I'm in central Pennsylvania. You are in Nashville. Yep. Nashville, Tennessee. Looking out your window, you have some kind of palm gr- in the wind um, or something. No snow. No snow. Just cold. Just cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. is it cold in Nashville, depending on you know where you grew up in Michigan? Is Nashville cold really all that cold? Um, it is. It is not, uh, but I feel like I've lost all of my cold oh. blood since I moved down here. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm that's kind the of off now. <laughs> yeah. I used to be, you know, like kid in a t-shirt in two feet of snow. And now I'm, you know, complaining that it's, you know, I want to wear socks in my house. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for those of you who do know Chris, you already know he's amazing. You, you've already been talking about springtime for a year now. Um, for those of you who don't know him, get ready because man, your jaw will hit the floor with some of these lyrics, instrumentation, analogies, and even the way that he goes into scripture. It's just gorgeous. I, you know, sometimes lyrics will do this, like turn on a, a light in your spirit thing. Mm. The latest project from Chris actually does a floodlight. I'm, I mean, there's serious, I'm not, and I don't give this compliment out <laughs> a lot, serious moments where something is unlocked in a, in a major way. And this is super encouraging. So let's talk, Chris, a little bit about Let the Ground Rest. Came out last year. Yeah. The B-sides yeah. are out more recently. But the timing, I'm interested in the timing of this because while everyone's going through a pandemic and waiting and unrest and all kinds of stuff is going on, mm-hmm. you've got this gorgeous project of encouragement that gets right down to the dirt. So timing wise, did you anticipate that? Man, I, <laughs> I don't think I could have anticipated it uh, <laughs> whatsoever, but it was yeah. pretty wild to see. Um, yeah. How, how the timing worked out. Um, Cause I wrote, I wrote the project mostly in 2019 and that was sort of, you know, a lot of processing of, you know, the season I had been in and by the time I put it out, like I, you know, I was kind of feeling like, oh man, I've hit, uh, I've hit the, the spring time, you know, it's like I've rested now I'm doing the thing. And then, and then, uh, you know, we were on tour and when the, the first lockdown happened and it was, 
I've, I don't think I've ever had an experience of feeling like my own words were for me and like as much as I felt at that time. Um, Cause I think it was uh, the last single of the album, um, the song better came out on like March 21 and then the record in April. So it was like just this, this whole, you know, um, like everything just powering down right as that's right, uh, that's right on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As I was encouraging everyone to be okay with that, <laughs> my old self saying that. So, that was- so what was going on in your life that you got the, I mean, to come out with these lyrics on the other side, mm. what led to songs like springtime, let the ground rest. Yeah. I think, I think those songs specifically are, are really interconnected and um, springtime was one of the first songs I wrote for that record. And um, originally I think the, the idea for let the ground rest came um, I'm from Michigan and I live in Nashville. So every time I drive home, I drive through Indiana, just the entirety of it. And I remember seeing on one of my drives home um, uh, like a scorched field and being, you know, not being from farmland, not understanding. I just thought calamity fell on this person. And then, you know, doing some research and finding out that farmers actually do that on purpose to let their land rest and reoxygenize. And so um, I thought that was so powerful um, and felt like if, if a song like Springtime was going to be the you know, the start of this record that there needed to be like a balancing um, thought because so often I know that in music, um, especially Christian music, it can be, you know, rightfully so very positive and, and talking about the good things that the Lord is doing. Um, but there, I felt like there, there were not a lot of songs that I had and that I had heard that um, grappled with the, the very natural and very God ordained process of rest and Sabbath and sort of not seeing uh, maybe the fruit of something immediately. Um, and yeah, I had no idea that it would be as appropriate as it ended up being. So, yeah. So do you have any background in farming, gardening, anything? Uh, not really. No, I, Do you grow house plants. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even know how to keep a cactus alive really. <laughs> so, um, no, I think I, um, am mostly an observer of it. I think it was, uh, yeah. um, seeing that it's like a, a very natural, like process in our world and um, I just thought that was so profound how uh, the Lord sort of wove that idea of, of rest and then um, like work and then rest and then, you know, waiting for something and then seeing it happen is, is like found in the natural world. Um, and so we can trust that that character is the same in our own lives. Yeah. I mean, the Bible starts, well, very close to the beginning in a garden. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's pretty key, you know, when a uh, third day resurrection, Jesus is back in the guard dressed up as the gardener. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it might, maybe those are some clues that we can get some things out of this analogy of the garden of how things grow, how long it takes. Sometimes, you know, there's the one lyric where, where you're singing about how there's four seasons. Only one of them is spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God only one of them is winter and yeah. <laughs> all of the others. Um, but is it really is just beautiful. Another lyric that I love is how flowers only um, only grow once they've tasted rain. Hmm. That's amazing. So are you just a Googler? Uh, you just a, you are, you're a <laughs> noticer of these. I mean, for you to take the time to notice and then also to dig, no hmm. pun intended, uh, <laughs> into all of that. You know what I mean? Like how? Yeah. Yeah. How's that, how'd that come about for you? For sure. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I think a, a pretty natural thing with a lot of songwriters is being sort of a, an observer and a, like a noticer of how yeah. things work and how they're connected. I think that's such a important um, thing when, when crafting metaphors and similes is seeing like, how is one thing like another thing? Um, and I think uh, the song Let the Ground Rest, specifically uh, the title track, sort of juxtaposing uh, this very um, natural order, gardening, uh, agricultural metaphor against, um, you know, very visceral human experience, things like, you know, waiting at a red light or standing in a line, you know, like these things that we all feel and experience on our day to day and seeing that that's how the world like inherently operates. And so instead of, you know, I think so often it's so easy to be frustrated by those things. And especially as our world gets more and more modern and we can do things faster and easier, the concept of waiting is is getting like antiquated almost and uh, seeing how much, how much uh, the Lord uses that time of waiting uh, to really prepare us for whatever the growth is going to look like. That's a really good encouragement for it today. <laughs> like mm-hmm. right now, every, so many of us are sharing an experience of um, frustration and waiting and, uh, you know, feeling uprooted or maybe, uh, you know, rototilled. I don't know. It, everyone <laughs> is in this, this season with the pandemic and the, uh, all of the issues that we've kind of been through together through Mm -hmm. 2020 and early 2021. Um, So yeah, man, what a great encouragement for, for all of us. So thank you for those lyrics. Um, Some of the other songs I love not finished yet. Mm. That one is, I mean, all of these songs are so, so good. Like you could take your devotional time and just really, really appreciate these songs and, and be encouraged by them. But, but man, that's another one that I really love. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's funny because I, I didn't sit down and think I'm going to write 10 songs using garden metaphors, <laughs> but I guess that's just what God was doing in my brain. Because when I like looked back on them, I'm like, wow, that was an important uh, image to me when I was right. writing this. Um, yeah. I think that that song um, sort of leans into that idea of, of process being more of a loop than, you know, like a start and a finish line. And that's, you know, 
I think it's so easy to get frustrated when we think there's going to be an arrival point. Um, but the same way that, you know, like with that metaphor, like tending a garden or, or sculpting um, a sculpture, that there's a, there's kind of always more to be done. And um, there's something really hopeful about um, not being so concerned about like where we're going to land, but that the sculptor and the gardener is working on us and that is constantly happening. And so I try to hold on to that. <laughs> now I've seen that you do have some experience with, with sculpting. That is that true? Wire sculpting? Is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's still on the internet. If it's, <laughs> is it really? Oh wow. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, um, I did a bit of that quite a few years ago. I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. I don't do as much of it today, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, I think any, you know, form of visual art is a great representation of, I mean, truly the metaphor of God as an artist and a gardener is so um, appropriate because it's, you know, I think anyone who's done any form of, you know, kind of tactile art, um, you know, like doing wire sculpting, you end up, your hands are just like cut up because you're, you know, bending all this stuff. And um, the, the sort of image that can leave of like how much, how proud you are of this thing you've made. And even when it's, you know, kind of left you a little beat up for making it, you're still so proud of it. And um, I feel like when you, when you read, a, you know, about Jesus, that's just, that feels so, evident and true of his love for us and willingness to get down in the dirt and get cut up for us. Um, so I love that image. That's true. We don't have a lot of smooth edges. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? I sure don't. <laughs> Me neither. There's yeah, there's so much that he does to refine us. Um, and usually those ways are pretty brutal <laughs> refined mm. in the fire or, you know, yes. bent or, all of this to being pruned <laughs> all of that stuff. But I think we can take some serious encouragement in that, that it is Absolutely. a process. I mean, I know we learned about this all through our life and it still is sometimes hard to embrace when you're in the middle of mm -hmm. the process, but it is a process and it does have a really beautiful result. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. All right. So done with wire sculpting. Does that mean <laughs> that your secret ambition of being a stand-up comedian has taken off? Um, you know, I feel like I've... Uh... <laughs> That, um, that ambition, I feel like I get a lot of um, inadvertent sort of gratification when we're playing shows. I usually, I feel like probably people think that applause are like the measure of how well your show is going. And for me, it's, it's typically laughter. That's it's awesome. Like, you know, I feel like it's, you know, it's, it can be such a vulnerable thing sharing songs and, and performing for people. And it's kind of like, as soon as as a crowd is can laugh at a joke or, you know, kind of feel, it starts to feel like a much smaller room and that uh, <laughs> we're all friends. And so yeah. I don't, I don't think I could ever do, you know, uh, just like a straight up comedy set, <laughs> but I like to, I like to keep it pretty light when we're, when we're performing. I mean that once you dub yourself a stand up comic that comes with all kinds of expectations from a, well, a crowd, so yeah. I think it's very smart to do it that way, to just use it as like your support, but to have something else be your main gig. Yeah, I, uh, 
I, I don't envy stand-ups, even though I think they're, uh, they do incredible work. <laughs> I think yeah. I would get absolutely uh, destroyed trying to do that. So. Do you have a favorite joke you've tried during one of your shows that just has not landed, but you still are committed to it? Um, Any good I, stories I, about telling, telling jokes? <laughs> I feel like I usually end up phasing the bad ones out pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but I think one that comes to mind is uh, I, I did not graduate from college. Um, and when I, when I started playing shows, it was right after I dropped out of school. And so I would make a joke about staying in school, which was, I think, a little funnier when I was freshly out of, out of it because it was a little, you know, little newer and now I'm like you know I think it's I think uh <laughs> I I probably shouldn't be recommending you know that people drop out of school so yeah. stop doing that I have heard more now than ever kids wanting to go back to school like normally if you talk yeah. to you know kids about school they're like uh now they're like I, I just want to to physically go to the building you know is, is almost like it's a lucky day when, when they get to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. I, I'm thankful to not be in high school or college during this time. And I, I definitely feel for, feel for kids. Cause that's, yeah. A, yeah. I don't think anybody thought it would be this long. So. Right. Right. But thank goodness we have songs like the ones that you're putting out that really do help us to get through this seriously with our hearts and, and eyes fixed on Jesus. Um, mm. Are there any other songs for you personally that have been really helpful during these tough, tough months? Uh, maybe they would be helpful for some of the rest of us too. Hmm. Of, of my songs? Of your, well, of, yeah, of your yeah. own that you listen to, or if there's yeah, yeah. somebody else, I know you've got your fan of a bunch of other singer songwriters, oh, totally. you know, what, what's on your playlist that that's helping you? Yeah. Um, I think at least thinking with, uh, you know, if, if talking about my songs, I think one that, uh, one of the only songs that was recorded during the pandemic was, um, on the B-Sides project that just came out and, uh, it's called tear my house down. And that's actually a song I wrote a really long time ago, probably like five something years ago and had never just had never really felt like it was, you know, the right fit on, on projects and decided to record it for the B-Sides project. And um, yeah, that prayer of, of asking the Lord to make your foundation, the rock and to, um, and to be basically the, to say, Lord, I'm okay with my house getting torn down. If it's on the sand, if it's on something that won't ultimately last, I would rather it, it go down with the wind and then be built back up on the firm foundation. And I feel like, um, 2020 and now 2021 for me has been such a time of reassessing what I'm putting my trust in, what I'm putting my faith in and ultimately seeing that, uh, if it's not Jesus and it's not the firm foundation that it, it's ultimately harming me to even try to keep that structure up. And so, um, that's become my prayer. And, uh, I'm hoping it's, you know, encouraging people to, uh, 
sort of embrace the fact that um, while there are so many hard things, uh, that, that God can do really beautiful work of renewal um, through what we see as uh, destruction and um, take some encouragement from that. Definitely. Yeah, that's really well said. People have said so many of the things that you're saying and have a prayer song come out of it like that, I think is, is really helpful for people and definitely hits home. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Chris Renzema, thank you for talking with me today. Love the new music. I love that. There's the whole album, let the ground rest, which will just do a doozy on your heart and soul anyway. But now the B sides out with some, you know, acoustic stuff, some live stuff, some new track and everything. So that's also out and available now. Thanks again, Chris. Great talking to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. A big thanks to Chris Renzema. Check him out on social media. Lately, you'll see lots of acoustic videos from some of the tracks on that new B-Sides release for Let the Ground Rest. Speaking of social media, I do hope that you'll friend and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Find me if you search WJTL Praise and Worship. And join me for my favorite part of the week, the Praise and Worship program on WJTL Sunday mornings, 6 till 10. Congregational favorites, new release roundup themes, songs to sing your heart out, and so much more. Listen locally at 90.3 on your FM dial and globally. You can listen on the newly updated free WJTL app or we're straight at wjtl.com you can also give the command to your smart speaker maybe that'll impress your dog or your kids like it does mine and hey if you've got a heads up for me on an artist a song even music coming from your own church's worship team give me a holler email christy at wjtl.com i look forward to hearing from you there thanks again for listening in to the praise and worship podcast and you know i like bonus content you've stayed to the very end of this episode so hey here you go a little something extra from the beginning of my chat with Chris. Hey, first, why don't we start with your last name pronunciation? Because I've yeah, heard yeah. Renzema, 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 and I have, I have no idea. So I'm just going to go straight to you for the, for the yeah. right answer. Um, so the, the last option you went with is correct. Renzema. Are you serious? Yeah. It, it's the one that people never choose. And I right. don't really know why that is, but oh, it's too that fun. Is the one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's way too fun. <laughs> you just Renzen. put the emphasis on nothing. And, yeah. Right. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I bet he's going to tell me the Z is silent or something like that. You know, like <laughs> it's a name that looks like you can look at it and it makes sense, but there's no way, you know, there's no way you're going to get it right. Yeah. It's a very ambiguous last name. Um, Where probably, is it from? Uh, it's a Dutch name, actually. So, Yeah. But I, I grew up, uh, well, I was, I was born in, in Texas and it's like, you know, people reading it on paper, they would, a lot of people would think it's a, you know, a Latino name and <laughs> then see me like with my red hair and just be like, well, that's not, that's not it. Or you're adopted or something. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's Dutch actually. Yeah. Man, I was thinking like, maybe it's Italian. Mm, I don't because yeah. it, lo- it looks like you could see it on a box of pasta to me. Totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's usually, I feel like the guesses of of my origins uh go everywhere. Yeah. Except where I'm actually from. So <laughs> ah, that's perfect. Do you have a favorite way way that people have gotten it wrong, whether in print or saying it? Um, I think the uh probably 
people like add ease to it. So there's like renaissance in that kind of thing will happen a lot. And um, yeah, it just sort of like they, they saw the first couple letters and they're like, I'm not trying this not really. Gonna so, <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to try to say every single one and add a few more by accident. Yeah. You know, if I get the I R that. and I get the Z, maybe they'll, you know, they're used to it enough to just catch on. <laughs> so. 